1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. Let's read this and we'll talk a little bit more about it today. 1 Kings 17, verse 8. Then the word of Yahweh came to him, Elijah. Get up, go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. Look, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zarephath. When he arrived at the city gate, there was a widow woman gathering wood. Elijah called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup and let me drink. As she went to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As Yahweh, your mighty one, lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a bit of oil in the jug. Just now I am gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare it for myself and my son so we can eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said. Only make me a small loaf from it and bring it out to me. Afterwards you may make some for yourself and your son. For this is what Yahweh, the mighty one of Israel, says, The flour jar will not become empty, and the oil jug will not run dry, until the day Yahweh sends rain on the surface of the land. So she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. She and he and her household ate for many days, the flour jar did not become empty, and the oil jug did not run dry. According to the word of Yahweh, he had spoken through Elijah. Now, Yahweh bless his word to our hearts today. So Elijah is now in Zarephath in Sidon, the heathen city of the Sidonians. When he gets to the entrance of the city, a widow woman is there and she's gathering wood. It's just like Yahweh had told Elijah. I have commanded a widow to provide for you there. So as soon as he gets there, the widow woman is there. Elijah's faith in Yahweh's word to him took him straight to Zarephath. And Elijah's faith reached out even more when he asked the widow woman for a cup of water and for a piece of bread. The reason he asked her is because he put faith in the word of Yahweh that came to him to tell him to go there and she'll provide. Elijah believed that what Yahweh had spoken, he was able to perform. Yahweh doesn't ever speak anything in vain. He's always able to perform that which he speaks. Yahweh never makes mistakes. Even when it seems like what he says to us doesn't make sense, it's only human sense that it doesn't make it still makes sovereign, heavenly sense because it comes directly from Yahweh. But see, the widow here, she had a problem. She only had one handful of flour and one bit of oil that was left because the drought had stretched north of the land of Israel to the region of Sidon. She told Elijah that she was going to go home and cook one last meal for herself and for her son. And after that, she planned on dying from starvation, she died from hunger, or was going to die from hunger, she thought. Well, the widow was on her last meal. She didn't even have enough to provide for herself and her son over that meal. So how in the world could she provide for Elijah? Well, she couldn't. She couldn't provide for Elijah. Realize that. But Yahweh could. Yahweh could provide for his prophet. Yahweh was the one that would provide for Elijah, but he would do it through this widow. Yahweh would use a way that seemed impossible to man to prove that with him all things were possible. He does that sometimes. 
says that a lot of times. So Elijah the prophet, the rugged, hairy man that he was, he was gentle to this widow. He was soft to this widow. He was kind to this widow. He begins in verse 13 before his request that seems odd. He starts off by saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do what you've said and get me some food as well. There's no need to worry, ma'am. It's going to be okay. Yahweh sent me here. So Yahweh is all in this situation. Yahweh's messengers are always kind and gentle to those who are in need. Yahweh's messengers are only harsh to those who think that they do not have a need. If you look at the ministry of Yeshua, you see this happening. He rebukes the self-righteous, but He nurtures the repentant. He's harsh on those who think they've got it all figured out, but He's caring and He's kind to those who know they don't have it all figured out. Elijah the prophet, he's the same way. Remember, he had rebuked old King Ahab, the king of Israel, at the beginning of the chapter. He rebuked him, and then he left the presence of Ahab. But he gives no rebuke to this widow woman, even though she knew Yahweh wasn't her mighty one. No rebuke. He deals with her gently because she's lowly, and she's meek, and she knows she's on her last leg, so to speak. He then tells her that she is to go and make one last meal for her and her son, but there is one thing that she's supposed to do before she does that. Before she cooks the meal for herself and her son, she is to first make the man of Yahweh, Elijah, a small loaf from the supply that she has. And then she's to make some for herself and for her son. First, she is to give to the prophet. As I was preparing this message and this sermon, I thought to myself, boy, I can see a prosperity preacher having a heyday with this text. But the problem is, the prosperity preacher is a far cry from Elijah. If I get a little excited right here, just forgive me. The lives of the Creflo Dollars, the Benny Hens, the Joel Osteens, they don't line up with the prophet Elijah, brothers and sisters. Elijah is not living it up. Elijah basically has the clothes on his back. That's all he's got. That's it. His needs are supplied, but not because he milks people out of their money. His needs are supplied because Yahweh gives him exactly what he needs when he needs it. Elijah does not have more than all the people. Elijah's not living enough and all the people don't have what Elijah has. Actually, Elijah has less than all the people. He really is a prophet. He's living solely upon Yahweh. It is Yahweh who has been feeding him through the agency of the birds. And it is Yahweh now who directly sent him by word to the widow of Sidon. Let it be plainly known today that Elijah's request for the widow to feed him first is not in the least bit comparable to a prosperity preacher begging people for money. There's no comparison here. Elijah's request is a legitimate request because he is a legitimate, genuine prophet that is not prospering off of people's light money, but he is actually being fed his needs from Yahweh supernaturally by Yahweh as his need arises. He only requests what he needs because he has nothing. He has nothing. He's a true man of Yahweh. He has nothing. Lowly man, meat prophet. And notice he only asked the widow. He says, 
Make me a small loaf. So now that we've pushed all of that sickening, prosperity, gospel, mumbo-jumbo back to hell where it came from, let's consider what truth this is teaching. The truth of this teaching is this. We should be willing to bless Yahweh's servants who are in need. We should. We should be willing to give to people who serve Yahweh when they are without and in genuine need of help. We should be willing to bless them. Prophets are to be honored as prophets. Disciples are to be honored as disciples. Again, I do not speak of anyone who abuses authority. I do not speak of the lazy, as Proverbs talks about the lazy man. I do not speak of the man who will not work. As Paul said, if a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. I speak about the genuine servants of Yahweh who are in need. We bless them as Yahweh gives us the ability to do so. If we cannot communicate to the servants of Yahweh with our belongings, how dwelleth the love of Yahweh in us? Amen? How dwelleth the love of Yahweh in us? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10. I want to look at a few verses that I think go along with 1 Kings 17. Matthew 10, I want to look at verses 40 through 42. What's funny about this, I didn't plan this out. It's like Yahweh always works this out according to His will. I'm all about His will, His doings. But it's funny, the past couple of weeks, Brother Jerry has been bringing me a water, a bottle of water to the Sabbath meeting. And he says, I bring you this water. He said, I noticed we didn't have any left in the back. I brought you this water, and I'll tell him, well, you won't lose your reward, brother. And we get that from what we're about to read in Matthew chapter 10. And then Brother Ron brought a whole case. He came in last night with a whole case to church because he said he wanted to get in on that blessing. <laughs> but I think that's okay. I like to get in on some blessings too from Yahweh. I'm, I'm all about the blessings of Yahweh. Well, here we have a text in 1 Kings 17 that actually led me to Matthew chapter 10. Study in 1 Kings 17 led me to Matthew 10. And I believe it helps explain what's happening with the widow and the prophet Elijah. And it helps explain what is meant by giving a disciple a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple. Now, the context of Matthew chapter 10 is Yeshua, he's sending out his 12 disciples. You can read the whole chapter. It starts off, he's got the 12 and he's sending them out and he's speaking directly to them. That's what the whole chapter is about. He tells them where to go, what to do, when to leave a place that they went to, how to handle persecution, not to fear people that persecute them, but only fear Yahweh that can destroy their body and their soul. And then he, he kind of sums it up and says, and don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of me when you preach to the cities in the towns of Israel, when you go to the various towns. Don't be ashamed of me. Well, then in Matthew 10, verse 40, he closes out this dissertation to his disciples by saying this. He says, The one who welcomes you welcomes me, and the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Now that explains everything. When Elijah, catch this now, this will bless you. When Elijah showed up at the widow woman's place in Sidon, he had the backing of Almighty Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who sent Elijah to Zarephath in Sidon. This means that when the widow woman welcomed Elijah into her house, she was welcoming Yahweh into her house. When she gave 
to Elijah, she was given to Yahweh. Remember that scripture in Proverbs that says, He that lendeth to the poor, lendeth to Yahweh. Well, when the widow gave to Elijah, because he was a genuine prophet, she wasn't just giving to Elijah, she was blessing the Almighty Yahweh. When she listened to Elijah's word, she was listening to Yahweh speak. And it was all because Yahweh had sent the prophet to her. Now, hold your finger in Matthew chapter 10. Turn back to 1 Kings 17 verse 8. Don't forget Matthew 10. We're going to go back there in a second. But I want to bring this up real quick. In 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. I'm going to go through this quick. You can take notes. Get the sermon later. I want you to notice how in verse 8 of 1 Kings 17, it speaks of the word of Yahweh. But in verse 10, it says that Elijah calls. In verse 14, we read, this is what Yahweh, the mighty one of Israel, says. But in verse 15, it says that the woman did according to the word of Elijah. So whose word is it? Is it Yahweh's word or is it Elijah's word? The answer to that is yes. That's whose word it is. It's, it's Yahweh's word and it's Elijah's word. Verse 16 clears it up nicely in 1 Kings 17. It says, according to the word of Yahweh, he had spoken through Elijah. Elijah was Yahweh's mouthpiece on the earth. So when Elijah spoke, it was Yahweh speaking. Now, this is why as we turn back to Matthew 10, that Yeshua can tell his disciples, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Yeshua is the one who sent his disciples out. They're his students. That's what the word disciples means. It means a student. And then he turns around and says, the one who welcomes me, Yeshua, welcomes him who sent me. That's Father Yahweh. It all goes back to Father Yahweh because he's the one that initiated of it. Nothing would exist if it wasn't for Father Yahweh. So my point is, is that when we honor a true prophet of Yahweh or a disciple of the Messiah or a preacher of Yahweh's word, when we give them honor, we're ultimately honoring, lending, giving to the Almighty, to Yahweh. When we help the man of Yahweh, we're giving to Yahweh. And this is what the little widow woman was doing. Whether or not she realized it from the start, she was giving to Yahweh when she helped the prophet. Now, look at the rest of Matthew 10. I'm going to quote it out of the King James Version first. Matthew 10 Verse 41 in the King James Version says this, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. What does that mean? To receive a prophet in the name of a prophet. Let me share with you what I think that it means. I think that it means you receive a prophet for who he really is, a prophet. You receive a righteous person for who they really are, a righteous person. A prophet comes to you, and you don't just receive him as some ordinary John Doe. You receive him in the name of a prophet, meaning you treat him as a genuine prophet. The same goes for a righteous man. Whoever receives a righteous man as being a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. This lines up with Matthew 10, 40-42, where Yeshua says in Matthew 10, 40, to His disciples, the towns receive you, they receive Me. 
And it lines up with 1 Kings 17, 8-16, when the woman received Elijah, she received Yahweh. And when we receive the prophets of Yahweh, or the disciples of Yeshua, we're receiving, ultimately, Father Yahweh. So when that widow woman honored Elijah as a prophet of Yahweh by doing what he told her to do, notice, she honored him by obeying his word. What did he tell her to do? You do what you're going to do, but first make me a small loaf. Then you can make some for yourself and your son. When she acted upon that word, she was honoring Elijah as a prophet. Remember, she knew the name Yahweh. Alright? She honored Elijah as a prophet. And what did she receive? She received a prophet's reward. She received a prophet's reward. We'll get to that momentarily. Now, before we go from Matthew chapter 10, I want to read this out of the New Living Translation. I love how it puts this in Matthew 10. Remember, Yeshua is speaking. Matthew 10, 40-42, New Living Translation. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for the Almighty, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my disciples, you will surely be rewarded. So I think that giving a cup of cold water to a disciple in the name of a disciple means you are blessing the disciple for who he really is. You're recognizing that that disciple works for Yeshua, who in turn works for Yahweh, and by blessing that disciple with water, you will in turn receive the blessing of a disciple upon yourself. You will not lose that reward or that blessing. Now, Brother Jerry, I don't believe I'm a prophet, but I am a disciple. And when you give me that water, honoring me as a disciple, you won't lose your reward. And you won't lose your reward. And that goes for anybody, not just talking about giving to me as a disciple, but if I give to Brother Frankie as a disciple, I won't lose a disciple's reward. Do you see that? That gets me excited. I think it's beautiful. And 1 Kings 17 has helped me understand this all the more because the widow woman did exactly what Yeshua later on talked about. She gave to the prophet because he was a prophet. And she received the prophet's reward. Let's go back and finish this out. 1 Kings 17, verse 13. I didn't think I'd get this fired up on a Day of Atonement sermon. But that's okay. Praise Yah. 1 Kings 17, 13. In that verse, Elijah instructs the widow in what to do. He says, don't be afraid. I love that. He said, don't be afraid. He's very gentle. And then in verse 14, he gives her the reason why she's not to be afraid. And it's because Yahweh has spoken. Yahweh has talked. Yahweh has said, Yahweh has said that the flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the day Yahweh sends rain upon the land. Yahweh did not promise an excess to this woman. What I mean is this. is Yahweh did not make the jars overflow, Yahweh did not all of a sudden have 50 flower jars show up in her living room, all full of flour overflowing out of the top. Yahweh did not make 50 oil jugs show up in her bedroom, all with oil flowing out of the top, appear on the spot. No, He just said, the ones that you have, they won't run out. The flour is not going to run out and the oil is not going to run out. 
your needs, exactly what you need, will be supplied. And that's Yahweh, the mighty one of Israel, that says that. And we sometimes think that if something is not extraordinary, all of a sudden, it didn't come from Yahweh. I'm not saying Yahweh can't do something extraordinary. I believe that Yahweh can heal now, just like He healed back in the Old Testament. I believe Yahweh can raise the dead now, just like He raised the dead back in the Old Testament. I have no problem with praying to Yahweh and Yahweh answering that prayer, if He chooses to do so, and making something supernatural happen. Can I get a witness on that? I believe that. Alright? So don't anybody go here and say, Brother Matthew, you don't believe in the supernatural or the extraordinary. But what I'm saying is this. We may pull into the gas station and we've got just enough money that day to fill our tank up with gas and we think, I wish Yahweh would bless me. Well, He just did. He just did. If you've got the finances to put gas in your tank to last you until next tank, He supplied your need. He's Yahweh that supplies our needs. We get that mixed up with our fleshly desires and our fleshly wants. That's not what He's promising to supply. He promises to supply our needs. The oil will not run dry. The flour will not run out. Your needs will be supplied. When you go to eat every day, there'll be enough to bake another loaf of bread until the rain comes back and everything starts flourishing. We might think, why can't I get ahead, Yahweh? Why do I always have just enough? Dear saints, beloved of Yahweh, don't think that. If your needs are met, He's already supplied. He's already supplied. He shows His love when He meets your needs. He's already blessed you. The truth is, we all have way more materially than we need or deserve. (laughs) We are all blessed with much more food than what was in that jar and the jug of this widow. We all eat much better than that. There should never be a day when we murmur or complain. Yahweh gave this woman a promise. You do what the prophet tells you to do, and you will receive a prophet's reward. And you know what? She acted on that. She obeyed the prophet. And verse 15 says that she did. According to the word of Elijah, she honored the prophet. She got him some water, And then she made him a small loaf. And then she made some for herself and her son. And the Bible says that she and her household ate for many days. That flour jar never went empty. And that oil jug never ran dry. All the way through the three and a half year drought. She had enough to eat. Saints, Yahweh's promises are always for real. They're always real. But they're not according to our word. They're not according to our will. But they're always according to His. We don't make the decisions of how Yahweh should handle our situation. Sometimes I wish that I did in my human finite mind. I wish that I could take control of the reins because I think I don't understand what Yahweh's doing. That's my flesh. That's my carnal man speaking. I should let go of the reins and say, Yahweh, I trust that you know exactly what you're doing, even if it doesn't make sense to me. You know what's best for my life. So I'm going to trust you. Here's the reins. I'm just going to pray, give thanks, serve you, keep your laws, follow your word, 
and let you take control of my situation. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to complain. I've got everything that I need. I've never, I don't know about you, I've never had an empty flower jar like this widow woman. I've never had an empty oil jug. She did. I've always, always given me way more than I need or deserve. You always, always blessed me with my needs and my family with, with our needs. Let me tell you, we've got a lot of mouths to feed right now. Seven mouths. Basically six adults and one child. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what. But Yahweh, Yahweh calls the shots. And it's not that Yahweh calls the shots and then we pull the trigger. We don't even get to pull the trigger. Yahweh calls the shots and Yahweh pulls the trigger. Yahweh is taking care of us. We just trust that He has us in the palm of His hand. And He'll give us just what we need. So, as I close, if you have food this evening, thank Yahweh for it. It all ultimately comes from Him. Now, I know when we leave here, we're all going to eat good this evening. Can I get an amen? But when you've eaten and are full, don't forget to bless Yahweh for that food. Because that's who got that's who gave you that, that next meal. Whether we realize it or not, whether it's true to us because we're blessed more than we need or deserve, it's still Yahweh that blessed you with that meal. He gives and He takes away, and it may not be here tomorrow. Blessed be His name either way. But don't forget to bless Him for that. Don't forget to bless Him for your flour and for your oil. May we trust more in Yahweh's words than our thoughts. May we rely more on what He has said than what we worry about. He is Yahweh that supplies what we need when we need it. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Glory to Yahweh in the highest. On earth peace, goodwill toward men. Hallowed be your name, Yahweh. Thank you for this lesson. Thank you for this scripture. I pray, Yahweh, that we would always give you thanks for our need, for supplying our needs. You are Yahweh that meeteth our needs. Help us, Father Yahweh, to be more appreciative. Through Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yahweh bless you.